Anecdotes for success. Level up with truth, meaning, trade-offs, perspective. All right, here we are, Matt. We almost missed our weekly deadline. I mean, we had a lot of crap going on. I was going to say, we we had some busy we, – but both of us had our own busy week week or two, it feels like. So, uh, yeah, uh, yes. but we did say we're not missing it. Commitment, now, right? A day late, but not a dollar short because we don't make anything on this. So, it doesn't <laughs> matter. But, uh, <laughs> so, I was talking to my stu- – well, I was listening to a podcast today, and I was talking to my students, and the same thing came up that – Everybody complains the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And then everybody wants a three-day week, a four-day week, a five-day week. And we've touched base on this before that mm-hmm. you whatever your work schedule is for your employer, three, four, five, 40 hours, 50, whatever. What do you do with the other time, the other hours? And I feel like the most successful people took those hours and found a way to make more money, whether it's a second job and they saved everything, whether it's an apartment, whether it's some sort of asset. But we've touched based on it before. Like I said, like, all right, you work four days or five days. What do you do on the sixth day? And you compound that over years. And that's literally how the rich get richer. You following me on this or did oh, I ramble? I'm following you 100%. I think there's two, there's two different things we're talking about here with that, both of which benefit the person putting in the in the work um in in so you've got scenario one where you've got you're you're literally taking your free time and using it to start a business to to go to go to go to uh garage sales and buy buy things and flip them there's a right there's a million different things that go on there so there's that in which you're using your time, you're monetizing your time kind of directly in that sense, right? I'm creating something or I'm buying something and selling it, you know, buying it at this and selling it for more really straightforward kind of side hustle kind of stuff or or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and then the second one is my job requires me to work nine to five you know, five days a week, let's say. And and there's people, I, I know several of them, people out there, I only have to work four days a week now and some of those kinds of things. And I'm going, you know, if that's what you value, great. I, that's not for me to criticize, but you know, there's a trade-off here, right? But right, they don't ever right. want to recognize that. They want to think they, they scam the system, but it never quite works out that way. The other, the other one is the, the, the other one is that I was referring to is, well, I work nine to five, but I, I don't, I don't, Come, I don't work nine to five. I'm in at eight or seven. And I'm there till six or seven. And you know what? I don't have to not work Saturday. Um, I can work six days a week if I want. And and yeah, if you're not getting paid for it, and that's how that's how you make your decisions, that's fine. But there are people who are willing to do that. And when their boss, their supervisor, the person uh, who's in charge, a person who has influence on when the when the raises come or the promotions come. Or if you don't think they recognize that and, and notice those types of things, there's only one person you're fooling. There's only one person you're hurting, and it's yourself. So no one says you have to do it. But I don't think the difference between success, levels of success 
I won't say success and failure. I'll say the levels of success is in that the person who's more successful than me, and there's plenty of them. And, and let me tell you, I'm trying to go to their level next. It's right. not because they were smarter than me. And the people I'm more successful than, I can promise you it's not because I'm smarter than them. It's I don't work eight hours a day. I don't work five days a week. I, I mean, now at time, now, now, I'm just, and now it's just different. I don't even track it that way. But at the time, I was working 60 hours a week for years and years and years. And no one made me. No one ever made me. I did what I had to do because I thought it was in my, the best interest of the company I was working for or the people I was working for. It was in the best interest of me. And I, I believe that. So I think those are two different ways of doing what ultimately means you want more of anything. Want to be a better softball player? You take more, you, you hit more ball, you f take more grounders, right? You hit more balls, you, you, whatever, the, whatever they, you want to be a better basketball player, you, you shoot more shots, you spend more time in the weight room, whatever the, the whatever those things are. It's the same thing in, 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 if, in this, in this, these types of things, I guess, you know, I, I sometimes I get hesitant that like everything's about chasing money. It, it's, it's not. And I know you don't feel that way either, but. It's it's sometimes they're they're good ways of looking at things. So that's what I see. Now it, it's interesting because we probably should talk about it on the podcast more. We we kind of achieve the same thing through different different paths, if that makes sense. Like I'm a teacher, right? So mm -hmm. I, I have half the year off. And so I value my time. I've had a lot of great things because of that. But what do I do with the, that time I have off? Do I just sit and watch Netflix? Do I go to a bar and drink every night? Do I like, I, I have other things that I've been developing and some of it's coaching and it, it doesn't always pay the highest level of income. Right. That's not the point. Right. No. And the point is you you've busted your butt building what you've been building, but even when you have free time, and you can take your time different times than me, like we've had those discussions. Sure. But, the, the the thing we both have in common is when when we have free time, that's great, but we're always thinking about what else we can do. What what meaning can we provide, right? What purpose can we provide? What what's the trade-off? And and we're literally the the two people that are going about it different ways, but it has nothing to do with money. No. No, mm -hmm. it right. It's what relationships can I build, right? What 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 yeah. other what how can I use my time in some sort of productive, valuable way that that I value, right? Or you value. Yep. So when we were we were south this weekend, my wife and I, we we went to this I don't even know how to explain it. We go to this place that's like a beekeeper store. Like everything's honeycomb, everything's honey. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't even like honey. Like, <laughs> so we walk in, I'm dragging my feet. And all of a sudden in the back, they have a mead bar. Have you ever had mead? I, I, I have not. So supposedly mead is the oldest alcohol in the world. So okay. mead is mead is honey, yeast, and water, basically. Okay. So when you're watching Game of Thrones and any Middle East movie, that's probably what they had. Okay. And then. So I'm intrigued. All of a sudden, I'm like, this is the best place we've ever come to in our life. I can't believe. <laughs> and, and and the person was 
really good about it. They're like, so at some point in time, some honeycomb was just left to die out in the wind. And then it probably got fermented by like yeast came in and planted itself and fermented it. And then somewhere somebody decided to eat or drink the stuff. Like, right. Sure. I don't know. That first person was a genius, I think, literally, or a crazy evil Knievel, you know. And they have all these different things. So the old me would have been like, oh, fun day. Let's buy a couple bottles. The new me is like, wow, look in the Finger Lakes. We have breweries. We have distilleries. There's nowhere that sells mead. And not that I, know. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going to come of it, but I'm like, you know what? Like, so my point is, that's the way my my mind shifted from. All right. I have free time. It's not always about consuming. It's about wow, anybody I come in contact with could be my next potential like partner or idea maker. And then maybe, maybe what, nine out of 10 times or probably more than that, nothing more. happened. Right. But just that mindset, we had a fun time with it. it I think I think it's all mindset. I think it's I, I think it's, it's everything. I was having a conversation over the over the weekend and, and I, I was gone too. I was I was I was down south as well and uh um i was having a conversation with someone in in uh, a business conversation and and it got talking about children and and i was referring to my we were talking about his kids and my daughter and and um this was someone i consider to be quite successful uh and you know he was asking some questions about well what you know what do you want your kid to have and what you know and and i said you know what I want my daughter to have is a mindset. That's what I want. It's not about, you know, what I could leave her. Um, it, she'll probably listen to this and go, what do you mean could? <laughs> no, it's, all, it's all tied up for hundreds of years. You can't, there's nothing she but, can get. But, but as much as, as much as, you know, I have my goals for that, um, which I do, but, but as much as that, might matter it, it it doesn't matter if i if i only had to choose one one of two options right i can leave my my child my daughter in, in my case um x amount of wealth or, or whatever the case may be assets or the mindset how to obtain grow care for um uh those assets or or whatever she values in life it's not even a, it's not even a conversation for me. It's not there's no there's no second thought. It's it's yeah. you know it's what you have up here and and how you look at the world and and what action. You have to be willing to understand you you are in control. And I know there's a, it's interesting. There's a lot of people sometimes that, a lot of people have a belief that that everything is all preordained, right? And 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 they don't have control. It you know what, Paul? They might be right. Okay, I but I don't know. But I'll never know. Okay. With me, I guess at some point, if, 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 you know, I pass away and I meet some maker and, and they tell me, but, but my point is that doesn't do you any good. That mindset, you have to believe that your choices matter and that you have that mindset of, like you said, where's the opportunity to start the mead business or, or, or whatever, whatever it may be. That's the true value. And, you have to get your mind. You have to develop your own mindset like that. And when you do, you start seeing the world differently. And then 
I think you have a responsibility to pass it on to your loved ones, your children, your family. And I don't mean push it down the throat by by any means. But there's no there's no more there's no nothing more powerful than that, in my opinion. So it's interesting you say that about the mindset because I was having that very conversation and and this gentleman who owns hundreds of franchises in in different areas, uh, different brands, different franchises. Um, it, it was completely on the same page and how that mindset changed his life uh, as well. So I, I don't think there's any accidents there, Paul. You know, it's funny. Again, you're private sector. I'm the welfare public sector. And I say that because I'm, I'm paid my job's paid for by taxpayer dollars. I mean, that's kind of welfare, right? And I mean, it has a bad yeah, not in a negative way, right? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I hear just, what you're saying. I hear it. Yeah. But when you get to be my age, everybody's like, "Oh, three more years, four more years, get through the grind." What are we doing? I have the conversation. I could technically leave now or in one or two years, and still not collect my pension that the government's promised me for all my hard work, which which I want, of course. I've I've earned it. You earned it. Yeah, you made the deal. Uh, the deal's the deal. But if something came up to me, if, if an offer came up to me today, I would leave. And they're like, but what are you going to do the next four years till you collect your pension? I'm not worried about it anymore. Like, right. I'll be just fine. Like, so many people are held prisoner by their job, by what's promised. And and again, I, I, I'm trying not to be a hypocrite because I put in all those years and I have that coming to me. But I'm not going to wait for it, if that makes sense. Let me ask you a question, because this is very interesting, because we we had Easter at our house yesterday and we had quite a few people, quite a few people over, one of which is a is a wonderful family member of ours who is um, not a teacher, but she is a state employee. And she's at uh, she's been uh, she's my age. So, um, you know, she's been around 20 some years, I think, and, and has whatever amount to go but she was being very critical of here's how she put it what happens is we create this culture where five more years three more years 20 20 more years she goes it's like we're doing time it's like being in jail we're doing time and she said over the years what i've seen and i've never had this conversation with her and it was very interesting to hear her talk about it and her husband's a state employee as well and they're saying because we were, they were saying there's this this culture that gets created with this and we are we are just riding it out we're just we're just waiting to get out of uh, you know again it's not a prison sentence sentence and she wasn't yeah. saying it was but it creates this mindset of when do I get out when do I get out and she says our productivity our morale the whole the whole way we see what we do is turned in this negative way as opposed to the positive things that they are doing. And she said they have a really difficult time with a lot of coworkers um, because of this cultural mindset that's created with, with the, 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 the way it's discussed and, and, and kind of X amount until I can get out. So what's your thought on that? Well, that's very real. I see it with a lot of okay. educators and I'm from the unique position. I wasn't an educator. I became an educator. And then with a lot of my beliefs, I became an educator at a place that most people don't even believe what I can do, right? That's a whole other conversation. 
So I I don't understand because I I really feel based on my experience, I would not keep myself in that position where I think I'm just doing time. Okay? Yes, right. That being said, it's very easy once you get comfortable. Look at the security I'm promised. Yes. Look at look at what I'm gonna have said year, but there's no guarantees. Like so I, I flip it. Like that said person, look at the security they're going to have. But in the meantime, okay, you have five years left, 10 years left. What are you doing for when you finally are free from your sentence? What are you going to do? They think they're just going to do nothing and sit at a beach and have fun. And I think things deteriorate very fast because there's no meaning. E even in a Single. sick way, right now, the, the sentence they have, there's meaning behind it because yes. the meaning is the end game. So what's going to happen when it's over? I I'm, I think that's why there's a tremendous amount. And, and I, I don't wish I had some data to, to look yeah. at it. You know what I mean? I wish we did. Well, our, our fact checker, he once again, again didn't show up <laughs> um, to, to see what we, you know, where, where people, you know, uh, survey in terms of their happiness and, and some of those kinds of things. But I, I bet, I hypothesize that people might I have this hypothesis. You ever hear um people in like the in the Scandinavian countries usually test better for um happiness. They the, these are the the happiest countries, yeah. okay? That that's that's a very common thing yeah. I've heard. I haven't done a study myself and I can't say I've ever read through one, but I hear it a lot of times and, right. and the argument the, the argument goes they kind of have more of these social socialized programs. They have these pensions and these guarantees and and some of these kinds of things. So so um, that's what we or others should be doing because look, they're they're testing happier than we are. And my hypothesis is this: when when you don't have the ability to really go for it, I guess really you know for us. I, look, you, me, anyone here in the United States, it, it, although it's not as, as easy as, as I think it should be, but we can kind of we can kind of go for it. Right. We can invent. We can we can come up with new ideas. We can get handsomely rewarded for these types of things. It's part of our culture, being entrepreneurial. It, it's a big part of who we are in this country. And a lot of people go for it. And, and some don't make it. And, and but but plenty do. And I don't think that mindset tests out because we have a disparity. Okay, Paul, let me say this differently. Because we have a disparity in wealth greater than these other countries, people will test as unhappier because, right. oh, my gosh, I don't have what so-and-so has. So they think – there's some failure to it or things that I don't believe. But so I don't think they test. But if you take a group of people and you kind of squeeze them together and say, here's the disparities are this big. Well, now I'm happy because I'm just as good as everyone else. But I don't think that's the same thing as happiness, Paul. I don't think that's what it is. To me, happiness is opportunity, freedom, um, being able to come up with something and work my tail off and, and hope to win in the end and, and create value and have meaning. I think that's 
very different than what people would describe as happiness. And I don't think happiness, as I've said a million times, is what people should be chasing. So I think these studies or surveys that come out that look how happy these people in these other countries are, it's because they've squeezed the ability to to to, to win and lose in, in some of these areas. And again, I, I don't believe that personally, but I think that's what we're seeing. I don't think we're finding, uh, I don't think they're the right terms. Well, is the hamster in the wheel happy? Probably. Is the dog in the invisible fence happy? Probably. Is the elephant with a rope around him at a young age that grows up that could break out of the rope be happy? Yeah, because they don't know any better, right? And to you and I, our journeys are much different. But but we both enjoy the journey and the process and it has nothing to do with money. Like I, you know, we, people could look at our income statements. They're completely different, but we're both on the journey we want and we're both enjoying the process we want. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's a big part of the point. It's like, you've got to be, have the freedom to be on your journey and, 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 and the, the meaning and the adventure that we talk about. Right. And it's that adventure that I think is important, not whether I'm so safe that, that I, I don't have to worry about anything. And even if you think that's the case, believe me, life will, life will turn that around on you um, quickly, but uh, I don't care who you are, me, you, anyone. Right, right. Um but I, I don't I think I think what people are when they take the how they're describing happiness is more like this comfort level of ah the bills right. are paid, the cars are in the garage, the heat's on, and we get to go on vacation for two weeks or whatever, four weeks or whatever it is. And then when when on, on our got, tax return. On our tax yeah. return. We're going on vacation because of our tax <laughs> return. And and then and then, you know, and then and then you know, I got my after my 30 years, I get to retire and 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 off we go. Um, so therefore I'm happy. And I, I don't think that's what we're actually talking about. I think that's misidentified. And um Again, it's just a hypothesis, and I wish someone um, who was a lot smarter than me and 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 like you know could do could do could test. I proved in my PhD course level that that you know statistical analysis wasn't always my strength, but but I really wish I really wish there was there was um, a, some tests that would look into that a little deeper. You sound like a scientist, if that counts for anything. Uh, yeah, I do sometimes, but you know, um, I, I, I sound foolish a lot of other times. Uh, but again, the, the hamster, the dog and the elephant seem happy because they don't know any better. It's all based on comfort. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I what, wish I could. Oh, one of our guests, one of our guests we just talked to somewhat recently, I forget who exactly it was, said that, said the same thing. They said, Comfort's a killer. And I, I've, I've always, I don't want to make yeah. it sound like I, well, I, I invented it, but I've, I've, I agree with that statement. It's a better way it to put it. So. I've thought that for so long now. And, and I know so many people who I go, man, are they smarter than me? And, and, and they have, they have wonderful qualities and, and, and they can work hard and, and, but man, they get comfortable and they, they get that job and that paycheck comes and, the mortgage is there and you know we got an in-ground pool now how about that and uh, look i just upgraded my car and and boy before you know it taking that shot paul and and taking that chance 
seems awfully uh, risky now. And and then at the same time, too, hey, look, I only have to work 40 hours a week and I still get all these wonderful things. And, and um, you know, you get that consumerism you're talking about. And I think it's uh, I think it locks people in and it's, you know, it's it's comfort's a killer. So, again, let me let me ask you this. True or false? Comfort yields unhappiness. I think comfort, of course, I could never answer directly. Right, right. No, I, but I just, I'm, I'm on the fly, like writing stuff down. Yeah, I, so I, 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 I think comfort tricks you into thinking you have happiness. Okay. So it's more of like a trick. It's more of a reverse life hack. It's more of a, because the comfort, the comfortable people I know, they, they spend more money. They, they fall out of shape quicker. Like I'm stereotyping. Like they they end up not going places. They seem to judge more. Like if if you're so busy doing and just on your journey, you don't have time to put let other people live up here rent free, right? And worry about what they're thinking. But when you're very comfortable, all of a sudden, all those thoughts circle in your head. Well, what do people think? Or what am yeah, I doing? Sure. What if I lose? Or what if I lose money? Or what if I do this? Like it's it imprisons you really yeah i think i can wrap i can i for me speaking for me and this this is what i truly believe i think you have to ask yourself why are you here why are why are you here and, and that that could be a different answer for people i'm sure it is but the answer for me as best as i can tell at this point in my life i am here to try to truly be the best version of myself I can be. And that's as a husband and as a father and, and as a, as a, as an employer and as a, a business person and as a, uh, an educator and a mentor and a son and a brother. It, you, I mean, there's all these roles, right? And they're all very important and they all require a tremendous amount of effort and a tre tremendous amount of thought uh, and and there, there's a lot of responsibility in all of them. So if I'm here to be the best version of myself in those areas, and I try to live my life like that, um, well, I'm not always successful. Got the, you know, but I that's 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 not something I just say when we're on a podcast. That is who I try to be every day. And and like I said, I'm not not always successful, but that's who I try to be. So if 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 that's what I'm trying to do, then comfort is not helping me because the only way I can be the best is I have to continue to grow, right? I have to continue to push my boundaries and grow. You cannot push your boundaries when you're comfortable. You cannot, you cannot be comfortable and be by definition to push your, my boundaries or your boundaries, Paul, we have to get uncomfortable, right? We have to, we have to speak up. We have to take some chances. We've got to be willing to fail. Right. We've got to be willing to take risks. We've got to be willing to do all these things if we're going to grow as a person. And all those things make you uncomfortable. So it's it is w w without without a doubt, I have to be uncomfortable to grow, to be the best version of myself. And if I'm willing, unwilling to get uncomfortable, Paul, then I can't be the best version of myself. That's how I think through this. It, it's funny because when you said best version of myself. I wrote down what I say I am and why am I here? It's to learn, grow, and help others do the same. 
but it's kind of the same thing you said. It is. It's, it is the same thing. Yeah, and and it's it's funny how you just take it different words or different phrases, but like every day, if I'm not doing those things, I mean, what's the point, Paul? But here, what what I don't understand is, I bet if we asked a hundred people. 95 of them would say I'm here to grow and I'm here to become the best person person. Right. But then you were, then if you were to look at their actions and their decision-making, you would not see things that align with those stated goals. They're, 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 they're not doing the things that it takes because right. you have to get uncomfortable to do that. And people don't want to be uncomfortable in, in general. Yeah. Let me ask. So, Obviously, my wife and I were, I mean, you could stop working tomorrow if you wanted to. Uh, well, I could, you know, I could, Paul, but I'd have to change my lifestyle. Right, right, right. right. Change yeah. my lifestyle and I'd have to ad adopt a new way of doing things. So, because I plan to live another 40 years, let's say. Right, right. If you ask my, my wife, she thinks I'm going to live another 100. But, but, <laughs> but, or at least she's trying to make me eat that way. So, so. If 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 I did, I did, I would have to change my life in a way that I would not that I do not right. want to do. So so as much right, as it I wouldn't could, be sustainable, not to live the kind of life I live now, yeah. but the resources I would burn through them. And and right. and that's that's uh, that I believe me, I, I run the math. I know the math. Not that I would do it anyway, most most likely, because. I'm too interested in being uncomfortable and growing and being the best version of myself. But it's it's important for people to even understand that. You, even if you're you think your neighbor over here has all these, you know, they're, they're a millionaire, as if that's going to get you through 30 years. You know what you find, and this is a problem with retirement for people. All of a sudden, their income gets cut, or infl you know, inflation over time. What they've got more time on their hands, so they're going to consume more. And they're not living. They're not living the life you, they want. Most of them want you to believe they are. So I know I hijacked that. But no, even yeah. I, I wouldn't even. Even if I wanted to, to to just sell everything and take my money and run, I I, I wouldn't. Well, I kind of worded it wrong because the point I was trying to get at, what well, like <laughs> my wife and I travel all the time, like you guys do, and everybody's like, oh, when you're done with your careers. Are you going to go move here? Are you going to buy a second house? You're going to, you, what are you going to do? And we like our house and we like where we're at, but we, we like traveling. And so my mindset is, well, if I went to go somewhere for six, eight weeks, what could I do down there to, to, to learn, grow and help others do the same? And it, it might mean make some money in the meantime. Like there's no, I'm not going to stop trading i'm not going to stop making income i'm not going to just sell my house and move south and think i'm going to live in the villages in florida the rest of my life like that's to me that's more freeing than people that think they're just going to sell their house and go south and live on a beach somewhere yeah i i i, I hear you and that's a lot that's a lot of people i think what um what it ultimately comes down to for a lot of people and and this doesn't matter what age you are. Right? It doesn't have to be retirement age. It could be right. it could be any 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 age and where you where you happen to be at in life. But here's a question, or here's something gets thrown out at people all the time. I hear it all the time. I pay attention to this stuff. Well, you can afford it, you know. So why don't you go do? Why don't you go 
Paul, buy the second house because you can afford it. Or why don't you buy the nicer car because you can afford it. It, it? Whatever the 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 thing is that you can afford. And the, the retort, and I just had this conversation um, with my sister-in-law probably a month ago. We were talking about something um, that unrelated to any of this. But I said to her, I said, her name's Kim. I said, Kim, she was kind of struggling. We were with the conversation. I said, and she was like, we, but we can't afford it, but I'm not comfortable with it. And I said, here's ultimately what you're wrestling with, Kim. It's the same thing that everyone should wrestle with, but men, too many people don't. It's not what you can afford. It's what do you have to give up by buying it? Okay, so let's say, Paul, you guys would decide to buy the second house somewhere. And let's say your your daughters live all over the country. Can you afford now to go see them as much? Because right. now you got two mortgages. Or, or in I don't know if you do or not. I don't care. Right, right, or, right, right. or or let's say you guys really would love, you know, you want to go on these grand vacations across the world once a year. But now can you? Or you want to put your grandchildren through college. I, I don't know. Now yeah. can you? It's not what can or start what, a foundation. It could be anything. Exa yeah. or exactly. Give to your start a foundation, whatever. It's not what can I afford. It's what do I have to give up if I if I decide to consume it. And that's a question that you're ultimately wrestling with a lot of times that you don't even know you're wrestling with. So I use I bring that up often to people. I go, you look, it's not whether I can afford it or whether you can afford it. What can I no longer do? because I chose to spend my resource over there. And I think we just covered truth, meaning trade-offs and perspective. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to call this, what we're going to call this episode, but I'll figure something out. You, do you have anything? You know, you know, when I know, you know, when I know we, my favorite episodes, Paul, are when I think of what, where it kind of starts and then I see where it ends and I go, and first of all, I don't even realize we have an episode. <laughs> like those, those are my those are my favorites because it means we're, I'm, it means I'm I'm in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we start we started off with uh, you know, free time versus right. too many hours and right. And look where in, we ended. You know, in, why are you here? Like that. Well, that might be the title now. You know what that's called? That's called a, a conversation. You know what I mean? That's yeah, called a real conversation. I call we don't it have bird... any producer keeping us on task. Yeah, I call it bird walking. We were just all over the beach. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we could squeeze this in. Thank you so much. Uh, what is this? Episode 67. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, we're like fine wine now, man. We're getting better with age, so. Yeah, let's hope we don't leave the cork out. <laughs> see you, Matt. I see. You. <laughs>